Welcome to Your Life Matters Today, hosted by Dr. Cliff Robertson. Listen in close for tips and the tools you need to discover how to build your best life, overcome mental health challenges, and understand your self-worth. Now, here is Dr. Cliff Robertson. Well, good morning to Your Life Matters Today, and, and this is your host, Dr. Cliff, and I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. It's one thing that I always like to start off with that I really want you to hear is that no matter what your circumstances are today, no matter what you are going through, the valley, the, the challenge, the tragedy, the world news today and, and yesterday and this last couple of weeks has been horrific, and, and, we, and we begin to lose hope. We begin to think that there's just, there's just no purpose in it all. But I want you to know today that your life matters far more than you could ever begin to imagine. And I want you to hold on to that. And we're going to have some more conversations about that here in just a little bit. But I have a, an awesome friend, guest, author, editor, publisher, author, coach with me today that, that it is my pleasure to introduce to you. Um, I have uh, Miss. Lisa Smith on on the uh, on the show with me today, and I am so happy that you're here, Lisa. Oh, I'm so thankful that you invited me. I always enjoy spending time talking with you about books and how to help people understand God, and I'm particularly grateful to have this opportunity. Thank you. Well, it is a you know it is a uh, it, it is truly a pleasure to have you here. And just for those listening, um, I have I have two books out. Um, Transform, which is a memoir that you know of my life, my story, and uh, Your Life Matters: A Toolkit to Change Your World. And Lisa has been both the editor and publisher for both of those books. And of course, she doesn't just do that; she also writes too. So before we, we're, we're not going to talk about that right now. Later in the show, we're going to talk about you know some of the things you've helped me with. But I want you, Lisa, to kind of kind of talk to people about uh, you. Tell us, tell us about Lisa it, and introduce us to you. Okay. Well, um, for many years, for many decades, I'm not going to say how many, but for many <laughs> decades, I have been enthralled with Bible study. Once I learned an inductive method where you, it's an expository uh, look at the Bible. You look at it word for word, line upon line, here a little, there a little, but taking one book of the Bible at a time and studying it in depth just changed the way I understood scripture and understood God. And so for many years, I've taught Sunday school and that inductive Bible study method. And people uh, will kind of tune out if you get too deep, if you start talking about eschatological eschatology and, and all of these uh, you know exciting words that I can really wrap my head around. Some people just absolutely tune out. But I discovered that um, to no surprise, Jesus had it right. He knew how to tell stories that illustrated truths without using big fancy words or some uh, technology that was foreign sounding. So he would talk to gardeners about the great buns and pruning and trimming. And um, one day he sent a little wad in my driveway that I thought at the time I was teaching at a Christian school and I taught science and I found this little wad and I thought, oh, good. It's going to be an owl pellet. <laughs> if you don't know what an owl pellet is, I'll, I'll spare you that. 
but I picked it up and it wasn't an owl pellet. It was a tiny hummingbird and he was nasty and green and he was wound up in something probably um, uh, edge trimmer cord or something. He, he was just a mess and I thought, oh, this poor thing has died and I picked him up and I could feel a little tapping in my hand, in the palm of my hand and he was alive. And so I, I kind of brushed him a little bit and his, he was bald, he had no feathers on his head, he had a whopper of a black eye, but that little heartbeat was still thumping in my hand. And I told, I, I told him, you know, God knows when a sparrow falls and he knows all about little hummingbirds too. And I kind of breathed on him a little bit. And um, I became a hummingbird rehabilitator, if you <laughs> can believe that, and I took care of Oscar. But back to my uh, Sunday school, people loved hearing stories each week about Oscar, where they would tune out about the familiar stories and the these and thous in scripture. They wanted to hear about Oscar. So week after week, I told them stories about Oscar that related to scripture, because everything around us speaks to God and speaks to God's love. So that prompted my first book. People said, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. So I wrote a book and I called it Oscar the Extraordinary Hummingbird. And I believe you were kind enough, Dr. Cliff, to write an endorsement for that book. I did. I did. It was an honor. So um, after Oscar, I started receiving invitations to speak. And one of those invitations uh, had a topic, and I wrote a book about that. That became The Wisdom Tree. And from that, um, I didn't know what to do. And so I prayed that God would show me what he wanted me to write, what he wanted me to do. And meanwhile, that I didn't know about, he was already working in someone else's heart. In a neighboring county, a former Vietnamese boat person lived and she read one of my books and she had been prompted by God to write a book herself about her story, about her God-filled adventure that it was just amazing. But English was not her first language, so writing a book was not going to be an easy task for her. So she told me, she prayed, God, you want me to write book? You need to send me author. <laughs> <laughs> so meanwhile, I had prayed, God, show me what you want me to do. And he put us together. When she read my book, uh, she contacted me and asked me to write her story. And it was uh, entitled The Ground Kisser. And that's still my bestseller. It's, it's usually on Amazon bestseller list, at least one bestseller list. That is but, awesome. It is. God answered two prayers <laughs> at once, which is just another indication of how he works. He's working all things together for our good, things we don't see at the time. And, and you're not just a writer. You're a, you're a publisher as well, right? What's the, what's the name of the company? Caruso Press. It's taken from a, a Greek word that means to tell the truth or to preach the gospel in the New Testament. So my books are not the romance or the uh, science fiction or the thrillers that that bring in the big books, big bucks rather. Mine are uh, 
spirit-filled, scripture-filled, God-truth-filled, hard-hitting sometimes books. I have devotions, I have fiction, I have nonfiction, but they all speak to God. Well, one of your books that is, that is, uh, you know, that's a little different. It's called The Elijah Mandate, and it's a series. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it is different. It's a biblical fiction. Um, after The Ground Kisser and another book I wrote about the Vietnam War, I learned a lot about communism and the propaganda that was used to help people uh, find it more palatable. And I recognized some of that because we hear that in our country today. Meanwhile, I was studying First and Second Kings and studying about Israel in the time of Elijah. And the two uh, just meshed very well, Israel at the time of Elijah and America today. So I wondered what it would be like if God sent an Elijah character to America because we need it. We need to hear that he is still God. And even though we think we're doing good things, we need to do his things instead. And Elijah was under threat of death and he still continued. So that's the Elijah mandate that uh, the character that I put in modern day America, who happens to be female, um, is under threat of death but she speaks truth. And I used the uh, Supreme Court as a possible scenario where America could fall into communism. And then Elijah Mandate too picks up some of those same characters and is a a post-Republic America. It's a communist, Chinese Communist Party controlled America. So you see Christians Uh, working out their faith, again, following that Elijah mandate, the same mandate he gave us. No matter if it's a threat to our lives, we are to tell about him and tell the truth. So my prayer with those two books, that series, is that people will have a sense of urgency about uh, speaking truth, not just turning a blind eye, but to be willing to obey God and share the gospel. And, you know, we never know the 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 depth and the uh, of our faith until it is until it really is tested and and I can see how in that in that setting that it that it would certainly be tested uh, and I and I, and that's that sounds like such a such a challenging series and that means that I'm going to have to pick it up too because I'll be <laughs> honest I have not read it yet I, I I read some of your other work but I have not read that um, and and I, and I love the inspiration behind it where you have you know, your, you know, your own work in the Bible, your own study, your own personal devotional time and how it, and how that ties together, because I see that over and over again in some of my own work. Um, but, but you have, um, you have another book that's, 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 that's also recently been released. Uh, my, my legacy of faith. My legacy of faith. I have very few words in that book <laughs> because it's a book for you to leave your legacy of faith. It's a book with leading questions and places for people to fill out the answers, um, what you were doing at different times of your life. On the back, I wrote, how much do you know about your grandparents' lives? And what would it mean to have a journal describing their hopes, dreams, and prayers? Can you imagine having a list of scripture that was important 
to your grandparents. So this journal combines the best of uh, having a scrapbook and a prayer journal and a place for photographs too, but mostly for the prayers, for you to go back, take the book with you, buy it for a grandparent, take it with you and interview them, ask them the questions. Uh, what were your dreams? What did you hope? What do you now pray for your family, for your future generations? What do you wish you had known? What is the one thing you want them to know? And remember, not just about you, but about life and about God and how to handle things. That sounds amazing. It really does. Um, for those of you listening, this is Your Life Matters Today. I'm your host, Dr. Cliff Robertson, Jr., and you've got... Uh, um, publisher, author, author, coach, um, all around awesome person, uh, Lisa Smith on here on the show with us today, talking about some of the things she's published and, uh, some of the work she's done with, with, uh, you know, you know, with, with, with other authors. And so one of the things that, uh, you know, that I find so, so fascinating and a lot of times people will, you know, you know, will ask me in the, in, in the writing process, um, what, um, what inspires you? I mean, I mean, what's the, you know, you know, what is your why when you start writing? It's always about God. It's always about something that I'm learning through my time with him in scripture or in prayer. And then he gives me one of those aha moments. Ah, this is how you apply it. So it's not mm -hmm. just about memorizing scripture. It's not just about being able to say, I've studied every book or I read the Bible through twice in a year. It's about taking that word of God into your heart and seeing it at work and then applying it to your life. But when I can help someone have a fresh understanding about God and a personal understanding of him, how that they can see God working in their lives. That is just, that's just the best ever. That is, that is, that, 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 that's inspiring. Um, you know, and, and, and when we come from that place of, of giving, not just wanting to receive, but, but really wanting to give, it really comes across, you know, really clearly. And, you know, that's the thing that I continue to, you know, hear, you know, as, as you speak and as you write is, is it's all about, you know, giving and, and, and putting that, putting that content out there. Um, Lisa, are you, are you working on any individual projects today? Um, what's, 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 what's going on today? <laughs> well, right now, because of my experience writing for the uh, Vietnamese lady, a Cambodian lady has contacted me and she wants me um, to write her story. So I'm taking her notes, her memories and crafting that into a story. And again, it brings me back to uh, America. I, I'm learning about the Khmer Rouge, about Paul Pot, and about the atrocities that they committed in the name of equality, in the name of sharing the wealth, in the name of a lot of these buzzwords that we hear. And it, it's very frightening to think that people bought into it in Cambodia and in Vietnam the propaganda they put out was that it was just unfair for the rich to be rich and the poor to be poor. It was just totally unfair. And if you will allow this socialist agenda, this socialist promises to come in 
I promise we will equalize everything. And what happened was the poor bought into it because they were so desperately poor. They, they found that as a hope. But the rich, the people who had worked and saved and uh, become entrepreneurs, bought and sold, and uh, usually quite generously uh, shared with those who were less fortunate, they just, they didn't uh, have the means to fight it. And in truth, the socialist, they called themselves socialists, they wouldn't call themselves communists, there's too much of a bad uh, a stigma with that. So they called it socialism, but if you'll just get us in there, so we'll equalize, and they did. But what they did, instead of raising the poor to a middle class or a higher level, now everybody is in poverty and the government is in complete control. They lost every freedom that they ever had. And the only say they had was because of what a government official told them to do. They couldn't choose what to wear. They couldn't choose where to work, couldn't choose where to live, or even if they lived. Their life was at the mercy of the government. And that's just far too dangerous a position for us to put ourselves in. It really is. And that is that is really scary. I know that from from talking to my talking to my dad who 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 was in Vietnam for you know for a while and, and all the different things that you know, you know he saw. He was there during the during the early, early years of the uh, you know of the Vietnam War. And just, you know, it's it was truly a different world, but at the same time, like you're saying, so many of the things that they were trying to put across to people, you know, we kind of hear that, hear some of that same messaging today and, and it should get our attention. It, it should um, speak to us in, you know, in, in a very real way. And, and, and it's so awesome that, you know, that God is using you to help get that message out. And, you know, when that, uh, um, when that book is, is, is getting ready to, you know, be released, we need to make sure we, you know, we have you back on here to really talk about it really, you know, you know, really go deep and maybe we can even have, um, you know, have the, have the lady that was, that, that was part of that come on too. That would be, that would be really neat. That would, I'm sure she would love that. And I would too. That, that, that would be great. Um, I know that you've also recently started a new professional We'll call it project. We'll call it initiative. Whatever you want to call it, because um, I know a lot of people struggle getting their message out. So, Lisa, what's that? What's that new project? Tell us about it. I often have because I do a lot of writing. I do a, a little speaking, and I meet authors who are are just behind me. I am not at the head of the pack by any means but I have walked a few steps. So I tried to help them understand the few steps that I had already taken, how to navigate the writing industry. When I wrote about Oscar, I did not know how to write a book. I knew how to tell a story and I knew how to share in Sunday school, but I just went ahead and wrote a book because I wanted to write a book. And it didn't sell much, uh, very few copies. And I paid an enormous amount to get it published because I didn't know how to do it myself. Well, and stop there for just a minute. Uh, one of the things that I think is important for those that are looking at getting that message out is learning from our mistakes. <laughs> so kind of talk about that. I mean, I mean, 
talk about that just a minute if you don't if you don't mind. Okay, my mistakes were I just wrote the way I talked. I wrote as if I were just talking to someone and, and telling a casual story. And I learned that that's not a marketable book, that books have rules, writing, the writing industry, the CBA, Christian Publishing Association has rules. And they're not rules because they wanted to set uh, a rule over you. They're rules because this is what readers expect. So a listener and a reader expect different things. So the writing rules and speaking rules are far different. In speaking, you may tell someone, this is what I'm gonna tell you, and then you tell them. And then at the end, you give a summary of what you told them. You can't do that in a book. You have to be concise, you have to be brief, you have to be on point. And uh, so those are the type of things I learned through trial and error. And writers today who contact me don't wanna spend years in trial and error. They want someone to mentor them who has already walked the path and they understand some of the ins and outs. And I can help them navigate that, not only from an editing point of view, but from a publishing point of view, help them find ways to market and to uh, publish what, they, what their message is. They have an important message. They have a God story. And those God stories are so important for us to hear. Well, they certainly are. So this is a author coaching, not just publishing. You're going to, you know, you're, you're beginning to work, work with them as a, a, as a coach, right? Yes. I coach writers and speakers for their books, not necessarily to be published through my publishing company, but sure. uh, uh, to be published wherever they want to. I'm working with a singer songwriter right now who wants to have a collection of stories of stories behind the songs. And so I'm helping her because she's in a completely different industry. Songwriting is different from book writing. So I'm helping her get those stories together. When you and I worked together, uh, you were more of a speaker than a writer, I think. And mm -hmm. so um, we fine-tuned some of yours into uh, having to, um, hone, they call it funneling in, uh, funneling in on your story and having it in a concise uh, and using cor correct word choices. Th there are just so many things that go into it that you don't know until you're involved. It's just like anything. Golf can be hitting a, a ball with a stick or it can be very complex. And the writing industry is rather complex. Well, and it's important to have somebody that can, that can guide you through that. And, and that's one of the things that I think is, you know, is so important is, is to make sure that you, surround yourself with the right people. And, you know, when you, when you, you know, you talked about when you first started, started publishing and, and you had this extraordinary, you know, expense. Um, and cause there's lots of people out there trying to sell services and trying to sell these publishing packages. You see them everywhere. And what, what would be your word to them? Those that are seeing those packages. If you have to pay for it, run. <laughs> a, um, a reputable publishing company will not have you pay for every single thing you do. Uh, there are some good Christian publishing companies that will uh, expect you to pay for an editor um, if, or or page layout, there are, there are expenses, there are people who are professionals and need to 
uh, help you do create a professional product, yes. But when you start getting into thousands of dollars and just hand it over to them, that's a different story. Um, you lose all of your publishing rights and you don't have a choice of when it is taken on the market, off the market, where it's published. So the trend now, more so than big traditional publishers, uh, Random House, Tyndale House, and, and those, the trend now is more towards self-publishing, and that's very affordable. But in order to do it well, you do need someone to help you with the professional aspects of it. But it shouldn't cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Well, and, you know, the thing that we have to, you know, we have to look at is, you know, it's, it's so easy when you, when you see, you know, you know, when you see the advertisement that, that says, you know, we'll do all this for you. And, you know, you'll be, you know, you'll be a published author and it, and it looks like it will be simple, but simple can also be costly, expensive. very costly, but not only that, they retain the rights. So uh, once it's published, very often they retain the rights. And even if they build that in there so that you can uh, get your rights back and publish it independently or with a different publishing house at some point. Uh, very often that's a costly shift to well and when we when we talk about the um you know the costs associated with it 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 adds up pretty quickly and when you look at the dollar that you get per book it it makes it a a mountain that becomes virtually impossible to climb many published or many authors or want to be authors have a desire to be published by one of the big traditional companies. And I can tell you, if you do, and I have been, well, a big traditional publishing company will offer you um, sometimes an upfront, um, bon not bonus, but a signing bonus. I can't think of the term, but um, in the end, you only get, after they have spent maybe hundreds of dollars for a cover and thousands of dollars for the editing and more thousands for the different processes that it has to go through. They have to recover their money first before you ever get royalties. And then royalties come in at pennies per book. So even though you're a, a, you've sold a million books, you might get $100 out of that. What it does give you is exposure. So if a traditional a big five publishing company is in your uh, goal list. I can help you work toward that, but you just have to understand there's a trade-off. It will get you speaking opportunities. It'll get you on the bookshelves, but how many people go to bookshelves anymore? Over 80% right. of the books sold are sold on Amazon. So uh, I have learned that uh, trying to go with a big publisher wasn't right for me. That doesn't mean it's not right for everybody. And there are some hybrids in there that are reputable, but there are many, many hybrids in there that will just take your money and you'll never see a good quality product. And, you know, when you, when you, when you put it in those terms, it, it really makes you want to take a, a step back and say, okay, what is my, you know, you know, what is my real mission here? Am I, am I trying to get out the message that, that God has put on my heart? Am I, am I trying to share this with, 
with, with you know with people share my experience share my you know share my heart let me go back to that or am or is there another mission is is it is it to get those other things and and neither neither side is is, is wrong it's just what is going to be right for you Lisa, we've got to we've got to go to a break here. And for those of you listening, this is your life matters today. And I'm Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. And it is we've had um, Lisa Lisa Worthy Smith on here. She's a an author, publisher, author, coach, editor. She's kind of done it all. And so we've been we've had a chance to visit with her. On the other side of this, after this break, we're going to talk about some of the work she's done with me on the, on the two books that she's you know, she's published for me and edited and all that. So I want you guys to stay tuned and, you know, it's going to be good. So hang on. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Your Life Matters today. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. If you're struggling to understand your self-worth or deal with mental health challenges, you will want to tune into Your Life Matters today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Dr. Cliff and his guests will help you understand and work toward what you need to build your best life. Your life matters today. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're tuned into Your Life Matters Today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. If you have a question for Dr. Robertson or his guests, you can join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Well, again, we are back and this is Your Life Matters Today. I am your host, Dr. Cliff Robertson Jr. And I am happy to be here today, being able to, to share some of this really awesome information and you know, to share in our hearts. And, and I've got uh, publisher, author, editor, author, coach, 
I think there's probably a couple of other titles we could add to it. Lisa, Lisa Worthy Smith, Lisa, welcome back to the second half of this show. Um, it's it's so great to have you here. Thank you so much. I, I do appreciate the opportunity to be here. Well, and it's a uh, you know, and it's and it, and it's a rare treat to have somebody with with your experience um, come on and talk because there's you know there's um, so, so many times people with 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 your experience are you know become virtually unreachable um you know and and they don't share and, and they don't really talk because mainly because they're in such demand and, and they're and they're so busy so i just really want to thank you for taking the time to you know to come on for those of you that don't know um uh i have i have published two books we've talked about them here on the show uh the very first one was transformed uh, my memoir it's kind of my story it's kind of rough uh, kind of been through it, um, and uh, some by my own choices, some by some by tragedy. But in the end, you know, it's it's God that stepped into the middle of of my life and and transformed everything. Um, if 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 not for God, I wouldn't be here today. Not just here, but I wouldn't be here on this planet. Um, and then my 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 second book that is the uh, that is kind of the title to this show, Your Life Matters: It's Toolkit to Change Your World, um, was was released just just earlier this year. And um, the uh, lady I have here on the show, Lisa, is has has been has been the editor. She's before she was a certified coach, she was my coach, um, publisher. She's kind of kind of done it all. So this the second half of the show, we're gonna we're gonna talk about you know, you know, some of this work and some of the things that we've, we've done together. And, uh, um, Lisa, I just kind of want to kind of want to open the mic back up and kind of say, okay, when, when we first made contact, um, you, you mentioned the first half of the show that our, our first interaction was about, uh, your first book, right? It was, it was about Oscar, the extraordinary hummingbird. And, uh, and, and I had the opportunity to, you know, to write a little, you know, you know, you know, you know write a little blurb and, and I felt really honored. And, you know, I, I told you at that point that I was working on a book and, and, and you continued to encourage me to, you know, to get it out. And gosh, I don't know. I think that was like five, six, seven years ago. Yes, you had some incredible stories to tell, and those God stories are important to tell. The world needs to hear them. Uh, there's so much aloneness now. We we have our little phones, we have our little uh, iPads, and all of, all of our uh, computer things, and we tend to isolate ourselves, and and we can't do that and be an effective Christian. And you had so many God stories that uh, need to be heard. People need to be reminded that God is still at work. And no matter where you are, God can be there with you. God hears you. God loves you. And God wants to work through you. So I'm very thankful that you chose to tell your stories. Well, and, and it was, you know, it, it's been an honor to work with you. In fact, we're going to be uh, working together again. Um, in fact, I think I've sent you <clears throat> something already. And then I've got, I've got the next one I'm working on called Simple Faith. Um, so, so I'm, I'm excited to see what, you know, see what God has in store in the future as well. But, you know, one of the things that, uh, that, that I, that I found so interesting from the first half of the show, and cause I know that I'm guilty of, and that is, you know, as, as, as an author, somebody, or really, I wasn't an author. I was trying to write, but I was really writing as though I was speaking 
And, you know, that's not the right way to do it. Um, I love to tell stories, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's supposed to be in the same format, right? That's true. Um, you can be a lot less formal when you're speaking, but you do need to have your thoughts together and have them in a logical order, concise, uh, easy to understand terms and not use little colloquialisms like, oh, I want to tell you a story. Just tell the story. Uh, <laughs> so there are a lot of things that can be edited out. Editing is hard. Uh, Jerry Jenkins calls it fierce editing. You have to have fierce editing to have a good book because today's fast paced world wants a fast paced read. They don't want to hear all the extra lingo that we add to our sentences just in normal everyday talk. Now, see, I did that three times. Normal, everyday talk. It could have just been in our normal talk. So those are words that can be edited out that make your book not better, but easier to read. You don't want the reader to become frustrated with too many words or uh, confusing sentences. You want them to be able to absorb it and want to keep reading. Uh, and that's one of the things that I, that I remember, you know, you continuing to do on the, on the books that you worked worked on with me. And I know that the first one transformed <clears throat> was, was a far greater challenge because there was lots of, lots of that in there. And, you know, it was almost a rewrite. Um, you know, there was lots of things that remained, but, but, but you, but you, but you put an awful lot of work into that one. And, uh, well, first of all, I want to, I want to let you know that, you know, that I, that I really appreciate that. But the uh, but 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 the work was more than just work. It was you know there was you know you, you know you know you poured your heart into that. That that's an incredible book, and I just it's it's a tremendous honor to have touched that book to have my fingerprints on it. You were so vulnerable with the immense pain that you went through. I think that's part of what makes it such an engaging book. There are times when you need to gloss over things and summarize things. And there are times when you need to let the reader feel the pain. And that was why it was so hard. It was hard to relive that pain for you. It was hard for me to find ways to uh, help the reader immerse themselves in it so they could relate to you. But the end result was something that was so refreshing and so rewarding because again, it's that God's story, how God worked you through some of the most tragic events anyone can imagine. Well, and, and, I've, and, and I've been honored a, a couple of times by people who've come up to me who have read it uh, and, have, and have told me that they, once they start, they simply could not put it down. Um, one, one person told me they, they, they started about six o'clock in the evening and they, and they finished about four o'clock in the morning. And other than to go take care of necessary breaks and get a little food, they, they didn't put it down. And it was just absolutely, you know, it absolutely captured them from the, you know, from the beginning. And some that some people that know me that have read it, uh, have, have told me the same thing. Uh, I was at a, uh, uh, national church church convention, um, this past April. And, uh, I had to think about it a minute. It's time's flying fast this year. And I had, I had, I had a couple of ladies come up and, you know, to, to the little booth that I had and, you know, they, you know, they got the book and they actually got both books. And, uh, the next day they came back and said that they had, that they, that they couldn't put it down. They read it through the night 
and and wanted to know when the movie was going to be made. And that would be an epic movie. Well, <laughs> uh, I was just like, don't know from you know from your mouth to God's ears. Let's see let's, let's see what he does. But um, you know, it, but it, but it was such, but it but it was so humbling to you know to know that you know that God was using those stories. Uh, you know, the stories of tragedy, the stories of some really bad choices that that you know when God says that he will that he will work all things together for the good for those that love him and, and are called according to his purpose Romans 8:28 he is telling the absolute truth i mean it doesn't make all things good but it said it doesn't mean that all things are good it does mean though that he will take the very worst and bring something amazing from it it's like the passage in isaiah that talks about beauty for ashes you know i i mean i i, I say this a number of times but if, if all that's left are ashes, it must have been one heck of a fire. And God says he'll take those ashes that remain, whatever it is, and bring something beautiful from it. And, and that's the promise. And, but that is not always easy to communicate in a, in a story that people can relate to. And um, you did, you know you, you, know, you know, you helped me do that in that, you know, in that book. Uh, again, it's called Transformed. It's available on Amazon. It's a memoir of a life changed by God. And, uh, and I want to thank you for that because that was, um, like I said, it's, it's hard to put down. It's, it's difficult for me to go back and read because it's so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that's, that continues to grab me. Of course. And I, I don't want to use the word tricks, but there are writing, um, techniques that help, um, help with that and I remember when we first started talking about where do you begin <laughs> you know how do you begin to tell that story and that's one of the things about writing memoirs you don't start with I was born in <laughs> place you start with something happening something that uh, the reader will understand the character the main character and then be involved in something tragic or uh a highlight, a, a grand point in the book. And that's what we tried to do with yours. We tried to make you uh, relatable and you were, uh, and then also bring in that sudden uh, something happens that grabs your attention. So yes, there are, there are, again, tricks is not the right word, but there are techniques that you can learn to use. And that's going to make the difference between a good story and uh, I was born in <laughs> story that dragged you on. And if a reader isn't caught in the first two or three paragraphs, they're going to close the book. Well, and 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 th you know, thankful to you, the uh, you know, it, it seems like everybody that picks it up uh, is is pretty captured from the very beginning. Um, but that was just that was just the first one, and the the second one uh, again, which is the you know, part of the title to this, you know, to this very radio show, Your Life Matters, a, a toolkit to change your world. Um, what were your thoughts when I, when I first brought that, brought that idea to you? Mm. I remember the Your Life Matters and in the writing world, we call it the imposter syndrome. Writers, I've had a number of books published. I've had uh, a number of awards. And you could call me an accomplished writer. But even still, 
I wonder some days when I sit at the computer and look at the blank screen <laughs> or uh, have to do some of that fierce editing and think, why am I ever even trying to write? I couldn't even write a complete sentence. This was crazy. And, and you know, delete an entire page. And so we call it the imposter syndrome. Uh, I call myself a writer and I can't even write. And, you know, you just go through all of these doubts about what you're doing, what your life means. Is anybody ever even going to read this? And so I could relate, even though your story is very different, I can relate from the Your Life Matters because I look at it from my God story matters. God is using me to write, and I understood from that perspective uh, that my life matters because I may not reach everybody, but like your story of the young man, and you did the math for him about setting up chairs. He, he didn't think his life mattered. He, he didn't see any point in continuing. And you encouraged him to think of something he had done. And that one thing was setting up chairs in his church. And so you, when you counted the chairs and then multiplied that by the number of weeks, the number of attendees and multiplied, you ended up with a stadium full of people that he had impacted. And that made such an impact on me, uh, even though Oscar the Extraordinary notes from people about it because it's relatable and people understood the message. So even if you don't have a bestseller, even if you're not going to be on the New York Times bestselling list or have speaking engagements that fill stadiums, your words, your stories matter. So I found it relatable, even though the circumstances are different. Well, and, and you, know, you know, you know, having something like that that's relatable and you know, and impactful is the, you know, is the, you know, is is the mission. You know, you want people to be touched, and and, and I remember. You know, as we were going through the, you know, the editing process, how, how there were times that you would, you know, that you would write to me and say, you know, and, 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 and it was very encouraging because I've, I've never known that um, a writer could make a editor cry. And, uh, <laughs> and I think I accomplished that. Oh, my. <laughs> he is definitely using you, young man. <laughs> And even though you have been into that fiery furnace as Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, or, or uh, Azariah, oh, I can't think of their Hebrew names, but right. um, God was there with you. And that's the bottom line. God is there with you and he sees you and he uses you. And uh, even Karen's idea about giving something to someone when you're at Walmart, just a simple plant, that made such an impact in your life. And no doubt it made impact on the people's lives to whom you have given that small gift. And I tell you, you've inspired me to be more intentional about making someone smile or finding a word of encouragement to give them, even if it's just, oh, I love the color of your shirt today, or uh, I, you have an incredible smile. God has blessed you with this or that. And, uh, you know, just having that smile response makes me understand that they're, they got that your life matters feel that day. Well, and that's, 
and, and you know that's 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 the point that we need to you know that you know that we need to really you know get from is that our life does matter and the impact that we have on other people can go beyond anything that we could ever really even consider. I mean, I I shared a story the other day on you know on on Facebook where a a guy was um um you know he 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 bought coffee every morning through a drive-through and he was buying the coffee for the guy behind him. And uh, he never knew he never knew anything about them. He never he he never knew it made any sort of impact until one day he saw a uh, editorial in the local newspaper of of a guy who had gotten one of those cups of coffee, and just to know that somebody cared enough to do something like that for him, not knowing him, not knowing his situation, actually brought him back from the edge of ending his own life. I mean, we never know. How much even those little things matter. It's one of one of the stories that I love so much in the book is um, the, you know the story of, of 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 little Annie or you know you know the the you know the nickname they had for her in the mental institution was Crazy Annie, and uh, how the how just that 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 elderly nurse at the end of her career sharing her brownie with her um, made all the difference in the world, and we now know that that. That little Annie was Ann Sullivan, and uh, the person that she went on to help and has has made an impact and changed the world was Helen Keller. And it all came back to someone trying to work, try, doing their best to make a difference in this world and sharing something that was theirs. I mean, just think about it. That little bit turned an entire page. That she had encouragement to just go away. But she didn't. And I can testify that the enemy wants you to just slink into a corner and and pout. But we have a mission, and that mission is to uh, make an impact, but it can always or it can often be done with something small or it can have a small start. But the story of Ann Sullivan and Helen Keller has impacted generations now. So we don't know the small things that we do that will have an impact. If we can imagine that stadium full of people eventually who we will possibly meet uh, cheering us on, if we could see that now, I think that would encourage us. But you have inspired us to envision that. All the people who we've impacted to keep going, keep that one more positive word, make that uh, encouraging remark and just lend a hand to someone. Well, and and so many times we you know we feel like that our that our life is meaningless that our that our life has no no purpose or 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 it has no mission, and you know we can find ourselves as we as we dwell on that we can find ourselves on the bridge with um, you know in 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 the movie it's a wonderful life getting ready to jump off, and and we need something that just like you know God sent His angel to you know, to impact Jimmy Stewart's character and it showed him everything and showed him how big a difference he had made in just doing his everyday job, just working to be the, just to be the man that he was raised to be the, you know, the, you know, the good guy, the, you know, the one that, that was, you know, that fought for the underdog that did the, that did the little things that made the big difference. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we miss that, you know, we miss that along the way. We, we don't understand how, you know, the fact that we opened a door for somebody, we helped somebody with, with something, we, we smiled, we paid for the coffee behind us. We, we, 
we, we have no idea the, the impact that's going to have, nor should we seek to know. But if we'll just do those things, we, we will, you know, we can know that we have a purpose. And one of my favorite, one of my favorite passages is Ephesians 2.10, for you are God's masterpiece created anew in Christ Jesus for the good work he ordained from you from the beginning that you may walk in it. In other words, you're a masterpiece with a mission. You may not know what it is, just keep walking and, it'll, and the doors will open. There was a popular song some years ago, thank you for giving to the Lord. And it pictures people going into heaven and just a Sunday school teacher hearing from someone who made a difference. Uh, all of those people that you've done some little something for, it could have been letting them ease into a line in traffic that just diffused a situation. But all of those things matter. The things you do matter and your life does matter. You know, it really does. And, and you know, one of the things, you know, you know one of the passages that, 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 you know, that really speak to me, you know, in Matthew is when, you know, when Jesus says, you know, you know, when you did it for the least of these, you were doing it for me. And it talks about the homeless. It talks about those that have, you know, that struggle with food. It talks about all, all these different aspects. And, um, and, and really and truly that, you know, when we serve others, when we help others, that's exactly what we're doing. And, and, you know, Jesus tells us that we are the salt of the earth. And if we know what that really means, he's really telling us that we're the most valuable people on the planet because we have his message to share. And we have his hope to give to others. So, uh, you know, it's really, it's, it's really been, honestly, Lisa, today has been, a, it's been an honor to have you on here today. We're, we're about to wrap up. Is there, is there one parting message that you would like to leave for those listening today? Well, thank you, Cliff. It's, it's been an absolute joy to be with you. I'm, I'm very thankful to have uh, been able to help with your books, but um, tell your God stories share the love that he has given you it makes more difference than you know absolutely absolutely and for those of you listening this has been your life matters today i'm i'm your host dr cliff robertson jr we have on the show with us today lisa worthy smith and she is author publisher uh editor author coach she's 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 done an amazing job with with the books that uh, she's worked 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 with me for and i know that she's got some some awesome Things that we that, that, that she's published out there. Um, one of the best known out there is is the Ground Kisser. I would encourage you to look those books up. The Elijah Mandate, um, and there's a number of others. And we're running out of time, so I, I just you know I, I can't mention them all. I just want you to I just want you to look her up and see what you think. And uh, if you need some author coaching, um, she, she she gets my recommendation. Period. Um, <laughs> Again, this has been Your Life Matters Today, and it's been a joy to be with you today. And one of the things that I really want you to take away as we, as we wrap this up <clears throat> is that your life genuinely does matter. You make a bigger difference in this world than you could ever begin to consider. You really do. And, and it doesn't matter your circumstances. It doesn't matter the, the tragedy that you've walked through or maybe even some of the bad choices you've made. You can start today and continue to, to just, you can change your world. And, and it's not difficult. I would encourage you to just keep taking those next steps forward. Keep, keep fighting because you know what? You matter. You make a difference. I believe in you. And you know what? Our, our, our God in heaven believes in you too. This has been Dr. Cliff Robertson signing off. I hope you have a great day and always remember your life matters.
Thanks for tuning in to Your Life Matters today with Dr. Cliff Robertson. Have any questions for Dr. Robertson? Join us on next week's show and share your story or thoughts. We hope we've helped you overcome some of your deepest inner struggles. Have a beautiful week.